Hey, hey, what's happening out there? Uh, welcome in uh, to a podcast edition. Welcome into overtime podcast style here on the uh, starting lineup uh, today. Travis Sparks hanging out with you, and Eric will be uh, in here uh, joining me a little bit uh, later on. What's happening out there here on this uh, Thursday? Just a, a podcast for you today because of the uh, St. Louis Cardinals uh, bumping us off. I see us in the uh, background of playing the game right now over on a 98. Now, I will be back there, regular scheduled programming tomorrow because, hey, Cardinals are going to start a new series with Cleveland, but. Hey, they start at a normal evening start time tomorrow. So uh, welcome in. We still got a good thing and good shows lined up for you today. Of course, we're going to be hitting up on uh, some local sports that happened last night and get you set for the uh, schedule later on this afternoon. We'll hit up on uh, some uh, Major League of Baseball. Probably won't hit up too much what happened uh, last night, but uh, we'll take a look at what's happening uh, this evening and uh, set the table for the weekend as well. NBA, see if the Celtics can uh, keep this series going. Back in uh, Boston tonight already, uh, injury for the uh, Heat. Not a major, major injury. It's not like Jimmy Butler is not going to play in the game or anything. But uh, one player is ruled out for Miami, so we'll see if that affects anything. And one half of the uh, Stanley Cup final is a set. That's right. Eastern Conference final is done. It's a sweep. And we'll hit up on that and hit up on the other side of the uh, Stanley Cup final. See if that can be decided tonight so that is all on the way here in the uh, podcast version of today's starting lineup so uh, without further ado i'll just go ahead and uh, get right into it and get into uh, the local sports realm of this because we got postseason action uh, from uh, yesterday and uh, we got sectional championships on the line over the uh, weekend and who's going to be there in Altamont well in the class 1a Altamont uh, sectional in uh, baseball it was uh, South Central the three seed getting the win over the Purple Riders of Arcola two to nothing as once again South Central had a great pitching performance in the regional championship and they have won another here in the sectional semifinal against the Purple Riders and this one was Anthony Banera as he also had a home run at the plate but it was really the story of him dealing on the mound. He goes the distance all seven innings only giving up two hits and a strikeout 14 batters so outstanding day for that South Central Cougar there beating the Purple Riders as South Central picked up a run in the uh, second inning and then didn't score again there until the uh, fifth inning there. So, hey, give Arcola credit. The South Central only was able to have five hits in the game, but only two runs, and that's all they needed with Banera dealing on the mound. So uh, South Central advances to the uh, sectional championship there in Altamont. They improved to a 23-6 and a six on the season. And with St. Anthony's victory the other day, uh, they easily, well, not the other day, yesterday, uh, in the other semifinal, it was St. Anthony getting the win over the seventh seed Cinderella Casey as they won this one easily. 12 to uh, nothing there as uh, they sputtered around, had 10 hits total in the game. Haney, the hero the other day, he had another couple hits and also had a three RBIs on the day as well. Brock Fierde, he drove in a, a couple of runs and 
Also, it was Adams and Caney also having two RBIs as well. And it was Jansen picking up the win on the mound. As this one only went five innings due to the uh, mercy rule. And so Jansen went all four innings that he could. And he only allowed a couple of hits and struck out two batters as well. So uh, St. Anthony improves to a 24-4 and four on the season. And that means we have an all-NTC sectional championship there in Altima. We wouldn't have it any other way there with the Cougars battling off against St. A. And, of course, these two teams matched up earlier in the uh, spring as uh, St. Anthony came away with the win, a 12 to nothing at South Central on a May 4th. So about 20-some days ago. So that's a fairly recent matchup there. So uh, South Central, I would anticipate uh, throwing Aiden Dotson there. And uh, St. Anthony, I would anticipate going with Brock Fierde uh, there for that matchup. So uh, that will determine the uh, sectional champion this year in that Altamont sectional. And uh, that will take place on a Saturday at 10 a.m., there in Altima, and the winner will advance to a Monday's Carbondale Super Sectional at 10 a.m., and they'll take on the winner of the Cobden Sectional there, and Waltonville is still alive in that sectional, still awaiting their opponent as that game is going on today. So uh, all NTC a final for the sectional title there in Altamont on Saturday. So definitely cannot wait for that matchup. In the Champaign-St. Thomas More sectional, it was the host Champaign-St. Thomas More, the fourth seed, taking down the two-seed Armstrong. And this one was by a final of 10-2-0. And then Decatur-St. Teresa's outstanding season comes to a close as they fall to the number one seed of Milford as they fell uh, six to two in that one. So St. T had a, a great spring going on. I know they they were uh, looking for good things uh, there, and they were they finished twenty seven and a seven on the uh, spring. As of course uh, their future uh, looks a little bit differently, as well as you know their football future there with uh, leaving the CIC or being voted out of the CIC. I guess it wasn't their choice, but uh, their season it comes to a close. Therefore, the uh, Bulldogs a little steps short than what they wanted to there in Class 1A. In Class 2A at the Breeze Central Sectional, that's where we saw Tatopolis' season come to a close as they were against a very tough opponent there. And uh, Father McGivney obviously only losing one game this season as uh, Father McGivney, uh, they uh, took care of business and they won 4-1 to one over the uh, wooden shoes there in uh, Breeze yesterday. As uh, Father McGivney, they uh, scored three runs in uh, the uh, second inning and it turns out that was all that they need. They did have an insurance run there in the fifth uh wouldn't choose the lone run came in the bottom of the third they got one run on a five hits there did it to top plus Gattis, he went all seven innings and he gave up nine hits four runs only a couple of them earned two walks in and six strikeouts only that lone rbi was credited to a blummer there for Tatopoulos. So uh, Father McGivney, uh, they uh, march on as they continue their great season. And uh, Tatopoulos season, unfortunately, it comes to a close there yesterday in a breeze as uh, they have finished at a uh, final record of 17 and 16 uh, for the uh, spring. So uh, Tatopoulos couldn't pull off the uh, biggest upset of them all, but hey, getting all the way to the uh, sectional 
uh, semifinal. I know it's kind of a disappointment for its top of the standards, but uh, hey, only being a six seed, that was good getting all the way to uh, sectionals there, bub. Their season comes to a closing. It's a tough Father McGivney squad who now is 37 and one on the season, looking for a sectional championship there on Saturday. Let's take a peek at that. Who would they be facing there? Uh, we still don't know. They would be taking on the winner of the DeCoin sectional there, and that would either be a Nashville or Harrisburg or Ziegler Royalton there and those two Harris Harrisburg and Ziegler are the one and two there and Nashville is the one and so that'll be decided at Saturday at 11 a.m. so good luck to the uh, Griffins moving forward there their uh, sectional championship will be on Saturday at 11 a.m. there in Breeze continuing on in a 2A the Pleasant Plains a sectional we had one area team bow out while the other team keeps going and the undefeated season is still alive for Gillespie as they took care of business against Moreau Forsyth and they won 7-2 to they broke it open there in extra innings but it did end up going 8 innings and a lopsided score for an extra inning affair but they still won the game 7-2 to there so Gillespie, their great season continues on there, and now they improve to 32-0 and on the season, and they're going to match up with Quincy Notre Dame, the other one seed in that sectional, as they took down the three-seed Shelbyville pitcher's duel there, 2 to nothing, and Quincy Notre Dame is now 33-1 and on the season, and Shelbyville's great season comes to a close at 24-7 and on the year, so... Uh, what a titanic heavyweight matchup that is for Quincy Notre Dame versus uh, Gillespie for the Pleasant Plains sectional championship. And Pleasant Plains sectional championship, that's what it's called, but they're playing that on the campus of uh, Lincoln Land College uh, there. So uh, that one is going to be on Saturday at 11 a.m. there at Lincoln Land Community College in uh, Springfield. So that's a big-time matchup there if I would go anywhere on a Saturday besides that NTC matchup that's probably where uh, I would be if you want to make the long trek up to uh, Springfield that's a, just a this is a super sectional matchup or a, even a state semifinal matchup there in the sectional championship in Gillespie uh, they haven't been I thought I had a uh, wrote down of when uh, yeah they're looking for their uh, only sex second sectional championship and the first since 1990 1991 when they were a state qualifier and not to show my age yeah that was when I was born so it's been quite a long time since uh, Gillespie has been able to win a sectional championship so uh, that would be really good for them and one of their best seasons if not the best season in his school history therefore uh, Gillespie out of the South Central Conference. In Class 3A in the Olney Regional, we saw Mattoon season come to a close at the hands of the two-seed Marion, and they got shut out two to nothing. Jerseyville Regional is the number one seed Troy Triad all over the seven. Taylorville 10 to two is zero, and Highland won the other regional semifinal against Jerseyville six to two. In the Muhammad Seymour Regional, speaking of best seasons in school history, Muhammad has clinched that as they hit the 30-win plateau. That's the most wins in school history, and they're looking for more, though. They're not satisfied with that 30th win, but they got it over the 9-seed Danville easily, 19-2-1 yesterday. So now uh, the Bulldogs are 30-5, and, and they were 27-6 and a year ago, so... 
they have bested that mark. But again, Bulldogs are not satisfied with back-to-back conference championships. They're not satisfied with just a regional championship appearance there. They're looking for more uh, good things, especially with, uh, you know, Mr. Walters being a senior and uh, going to uh, Arizona uh, there. And they'll, well, wait the winner later on today to see who they'll fi- face off in the uh, regional championship there in Muhammad at 2 o'clock. And that'll either be Lincoln or Champaign Centennial. And Muhammad has history with both of those ball clubs. So I'll tell you about that coming up in here just a second. And also in uh, the Rochester Regional Springfield, the two seed getting the win over the 10th seed, Decatur Eisenhower, 11-2-0. to zero. In a softball in the uh, South Central uh, sectional, we had KZ. They uh, took down uh, Altamont by the final of 15-2-0. Uh, so Altamont, they won their first regional championship since 2014 in softball, but it comes to an end at the hands of uh, KZ. As, again, powerhouse, they're on a mission to get back to the uh, state title game and take it all the way as uh, Paige Cartwright had another outstanding outing uh, there in the circle for Casey and being her senior season, you know, they're motivated to uh, cap this one off with a uh, victory there as uh, it was only a five inning affair and Altamont didn't even pick up a hit there. So uh, obviously cut right is a big ace there in the circle as uh, it was a perfect game, even no hitter, no walks either, and 13 strikeouts in five innings uh, there as KZ picked up two in the first, four in the second. They finished things off there with five in the fifth uh, there. So, uh, hey, just ran into a buzzsaw there in a KZ as uh, they're having a fine season. Now they improved to 35-2 and two on the season. And while doing uh, some research uh, for the other softball matchups, uh, KZ, we say that they're a powerhouse in softball. Well, this is just the proof of it. 22 state qualifiers. They finished in fourth one time, four times in third place, six second place finishes, including last year, and seven state championships. And it's been a while since they won state there in softball. Last time was in 1999-2000 season. So a little bit of a drought there for uh, Casey. And then also they have currently have 26 sectional championships to uh, their name. So they're going for another one there on a Saturday, and they'll be matched up with another NTC uh, squad as they'll be matched up with the Hatchets of Windsor's Two Straws, and Windsor's Two Straws at 15 and a 10 on the uh, season. So uh, they'll try to pull off the upset there of Casey there, and let's take a look at what time that will be on a Friday at 4 o'clock there in Farina. So Windsor's Two Straws against uh, Casey be there 4 o'clock tomorrow. In the Freeburg sectional, the three-seed of Columbia, they took down a Flora 12-8 to there. So Flora with the upset over Newton last week, and they fall there in the sectional semis. In the uh, Centralia Regional Semi in a Class 3A, it was FEM getting the win over Mattoon by the final of a 7-2-6 to there, as it was a walk-off there for the Hearts. As FEM, they put up a three-spot in the bottom of the first, and you think, ah, oh, all is good. No, Mattoon, they pick up five in the top of the fourth, but FEM gets it right back with two in the bottom half that inning to uh, tie things up at five. 
Hart scored again in the bottom of the fifth, but then Mattoon answers with a run in the top of the sixth, and then finally that walk-off in the bottom of the seventh inning there. It was Armstrong and Altoff tag team in there for the pitching efforts in the circle, and Altoff ended up getting the win in the circle. She went three innings in relief, giving up three hits, one run, walked one batter, and struck out one as well as Cross went the distance there for Mattoon. She went all six innings that she could, 11 hits, seven runs, six of them were earned, three strikeouts, and a walk there as Harvey set one over the wall for the Hearts, and she ended up with two RBIs, and uh, Cunningham drove in three as well to pace the attack for Effingham, and Boone drove in the other run there for the Hearts. Over on the other side, Conlon, she drove in four runners, there and Otto picked up two RBIs for the Green Wave. So FEM advances on to the regional championship there in Centralia. Muhammad Seymour Regional, it was the host school. Muhammad getting the win over Danville by a touchdown, 14 to 7 winner for the Bulldogs. So it'll be Muhammad in on baseball and softball going for regional championships later on this week. That was it from yesterday. Let's take a look at the schedule for later on today in baseball. We have Newton. They're the number one seed there, and they're going up against the two seed Columbia at 3 o'clock in the sectional semis as Newton stands at 22-11 and 11 on the year, and they're LIC champs, and they're taking on Columbia, who's 28-4 and four on this season. So tough matchup, tough draw there for uh, Newton, but... So Newton would, uh, if they would win, they would advance to uh, take on Father McGivney for the uh, sectional championship. So uh, we'll see what happens in that Eagles game later on uh, today to see if they can be the ones to possibly take down Columbia and then see if they can have the tall task of taking down Father McGivney. In Class 3A in the Albany Regional, FEM's Baseball Regional starts today as they're the three seed, and they'll take on the five seed of Charleston at 4 o'clock there. And last time out, uh, FEM swept the doubleheader on April 29th in that Apollo matchup. They won 3-2, to two, and they also won 3-1. to one. So FEM has the edge there despite having a 17-15 and 15 record and Charleston with a 21-12 and 12 record there. But uh, they do own the sweep of the doubleheader in their previous matchup in the regular season. I mentioned the Muhammad Seymour Regional. It's the four-seed Lincoln against the seven-seed Champagne Centennial at a 7 o'clock. Lincoln stands at 20, 11, and 2 on the year. And uh, Centennial, these teams both have history with the Bulldogs. Uh, Muhammad, or, uh, Muhammad beat Lincoln on April 4th in a doubleheader, 14-3 and 22 to nothing. And Centennial also lost to Muhammad on April 25th. And that one was by the final of 10 to nothing. So no matter what, Muhammad is going to have a rematch in the regional championship. But we'll see if that's going to be an all-Apollo regional championship game on Saturday uh, there. In the Rochester regional, it's the three-seed Rochester taking on the five-seed of Mount Zion at 430 today as well. So uh, we'll wait to find out the finals of those matchups later on today and we'll be back to report about them on Friday and we do plan on having a normal show tomorrow thanks to the uh, Cardinals for bumping us off today but we do plan on having a normal show 
for you on a Friday. So make sure you stay tuned to 2 and 98.9 and the website, femradio.com, and click on our local sports tab. We'll have the local sports results up on the website later on or early tomorrow morning. So check it out there. Oh, and I also wanted to uh, mention that the uh, state preliminary rounds for the uh, boys track and field were today up in Charleston as well. And I, and I wanted to mention, and, and we forgot last week, congratulations um, to David Tatum from, or Tatum David, I'm sorry, from Olney. We talked about yeah. her with cross country and winning three out of four in the one year she didn't win was COVID. She took two more state titles in the 1600 meter relay and the 3200. So congratulations oh, yeah. to her. She is a running phenomenon. A legend. Went to my wife's school. Yeah. Yes. Very good. My wife taught her, I think. I'm not sure about that. Don't quote me on that very one. Very good. Rachel doesn't listen to this, so it's okay. <laughs> so it's okay. Uh, but yeah, up in uh, Charleston, uh, busy weekend last weekend yep. for the girls track Perfect and field. And, for it. and yeah, and it's not too hot, but. Uh, maybe that track makes it a little bit differently. Yeah, that's covering true. uh covering the events, but preliminary rounds going on uh, today. And I did see on Twitter last night that there was some issues of uh, teams not finding rooms for mm. the hotels there in Charleston. That's odd. So yeah, I didn't hear about any problems for, for the, the girls. girls track no. and field, but yeah, well, and I guess school would. Man, I guess last week it probably would have been out too with yeah, college things going on. Been, yeah. I would say maybe it would be that they're renting out other places that uh, the students were in. I don't know, but I did see that they were having some issues with some hotels. So. I think that if the school is out, like if EIU isn't in school anymore, you use the dorms if they're not being used. You don't get them right. clean, spend a week cleaning them and all that, but use the dorms. Right. Yeah. And I think that's. Are we making these teams who qualify? pay for hotel rooms it's kind of ridiculous yeah and i think that's so with some of the uh, issues where the, those were already booked in advance so uh so that was a little bit of scrambling that some teams had to do about that but wanted to mention before we transition into uh some other major league mm-hmm. baseball uh cardinals and reds already going on today blue jays rays also marlins rockies padres nationals starting here in a little bit uh but later on tonight white Sox uh, there in detroit lucas giolito on the mound for the white Sox. Uh, Yankees wrapping up their series with Baltimore. Phillies are in Atlanta. You got uh, Day, uh, Dodd going up against Aaron Nola for the uh, Phillies. Giants and Brewers later on tonight. A's and Mariners finishing up their series. And also in uh, Chicago, they're finishing up their series with the uh, Mets. And it's the return tonight. It's the return of Kyle Hendricks yeah. on the mound since about July. a year yeah. yeah july 5th was his last start I'm, of last year so coming I'm, off the il and making the start tonight. i want to be excited travis but i'm i'm not mm. i think his time has passed i think he's not what he once was i just i i want to hope okay and healthy and he can help this cubs team because we need the help from the starting pitching mm-hmm. but I just don't have a whole lot of faith. Yeah. I'll, uh, you know, starters here, 3.93 ERA uh, for your starter ERA. Marcus Stroman, Justin Steele, Drew Smiley contributing to that. And yeah. probably what's raising that is James Tyon. Yeah, I d- get get rid of that 8, guy. 8.10 ERA. Travis, Travis, 
swap Matt for Tyon. Oh, no. <laughs> no, thank you. That's. But you love Matt. Oh, yeah. And That's why you don't want to did, trade him? Did exactly what I thought he would uh-huh. uh, last night, giving up six runs and 0-6. Yeah. 5.72 ERA climbs to. Should, should have had some uh, entertainment on some dingers for the uh, Reds. Yeah, I should have. And boy. Including that one that bounced off Makata. Yeah, they. Yeah, he had a rough night uh-huh. last night, and uh, Matts did too, giving him six runs, and Cardinals did too. I mean, they got walloped ten to three uh, the other night, and I also heard this morning on uh, Twitter because Cardinal Nation can't be satisfied with anything, and we have to be mad about something. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're mad at people getting days off today uh, with a, such an important game I with saw the Reds. That. Uh, that we had Arenado out of lineup, Goldschmidt, and Contreras for that matter. But uh, people were particularly upset to see both Arenado and Goldschmidt out of the lineup. Such a pivotal game, must-win game against the Reds on May 25th. How pathetic is that? Everyone matters, Travis. I guess so. But Every game matters. <sighs> it's like we're in a stretch of like 19 games in a row. Like This was probably a scheduled day off anyways. Yes, it was. So, I mean, good grief. People can't play every day, and Goldschmidt and Arenado don't even have the luxury. We don't even use them at DH, really. No, and here's so, the thing. Like, like, even if Cal Ripken played during today's baseball, he would get a day off. Somewhere, yeah. That player is gone that played every day and played 100 and, you know, out of 162 games, played 158 of them. That's, yeah. That's not happening anymore. Right, and you'd hope that the lineup that you tried out there could beat the Reds. I mean, I know that they just smacked us the other night, but, I mean, and we're, we would split the series even, uh, I think. Who, who do you guys face this weekend, Travis? We are against the Guardians in Cleveland. See, they're a better team. I don't mind resting up, and even if you take an L here today, yeah. to get ready for a tougher series this weekend. Right. Yeah, and uh, scheduled to uh, make the start uh, tomorrow night is Matthew Libertor against Shane Bieber. Oh, so we're going back to six, guys? <laughs> we're going back okay. to that thing, yes. Okay. After we put Libertor out in the bullpen. Just making sure that's what possibly we're going to. a stretch start there. And who knows how many innings that uh, Libertor will go uh, tomorrow night. But yep. just have to see there. So uh, that's a quick peek into the uh, Cardinals as again regular scheduled uh, evening game tomorrow night five yep. fifteen pregame tomorrow five twenty on uh, Saturday yeah five twenty and eleven forty five on Sunday yeah so and then back at it on Memorial Day too afternoon yep. baseball yep. afternoon baseball on Memorial Day hmm. how about that I like it so just keep rolling rolling right along and then those two. Random days off, yeah, Wednesday and Thursday next week. (laughs) Still don't get it. Yeah, it's kind of odd, bub. All right, so uh, that wraps up uh, baseball. We'll see how uh, Kyle Hendricks does uh, tonight. Can't wait to talk about it tomorrow. Back to wrap it up tomorrow. And also, can something else get wrapped up? Most dangerous lead in all of sports. Mm Mm-hmm. After they're up 3-0, see if Boston can get it done there on their home floor at a yep. 7.30 tonight on a TNT and already an injury out for the Heat. Gabe Vincent is going to be out tonight. Yep, and 7 o'clock on 98.9 the game. Oh, yeah, that's right. When our coverage starts. And, Travis, I will tell you right now. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. 
series ends tonight. You know why? Why is that? Boston favored by eight. The underdog has won every game in this series. Hmm. Yeah, and that point spread was uh, that big even before this injury. Yeah. I mean, it's not like Jimmy Butler's out or anything, right. but uh, that line was pretty much the same. Here, so. Here's the thing. I think there's more pressure on the Heat tonight than there is on Boston. You can't lose two in a row. You can't. What was it that Brown said? Was it Brown who said, "Yeah, give us one. Yeah, don't let us get one. You let them get one. Don't let them get two. Yeah. Yeah, see, I was confident that the series was going to be over. Me too. And I think a lot of people were. Yeah. I'm not so sure now. Like, I, I think Boston wins tonight. If you are the Heat, you can't let them. <laughs> you you just you have to find a way to win tonight. Yeah. Because you cannot go to a game six. Yeah. Well, we said it yesterday. You can't let the Celtics hang around. Nope. Um, we'll see if it gets uh, wrapped Kick up tonight. Kick A-Rod and Jeter out of your game. <laughs> Don't uh, let them be there. Well, I, I go on a limb and say that they won't be in Boston tonight just because of where they played, okay. especially Jeter. Okay. Um, We'll see if they show up on game six. But what's worse, don't have Ortiz, Kurt Schilling, Pedro, none of them there tonight. Well, I know Kurt Schilling ain't going to be there. Well, no, I know he's not going to be there either. <laughs> Poppy might. No. We'll see. Don't have any of them there. Otherwise, Heat are in trouble. Manny. There you go. Manny being Manny. Yeah, for some reason I just saw a video of him the other the other day high fiving and turning a double play. One of the famous Manny being Manny moments. Uh. <laughs> uh, but uh, one team that didn't allow a team to hang around, and that was the Panthers. They took care of business last night in the NHL as uh, Florida onto the Stanley Cup a final as with like four seconds to go or point four seconds. Matthew Kachuk. Oh, man, wouldn't this guy look good in, uh, with a blue note on his chest? But nope, not to be. We're in different directions in the there uh, that he was the winner. As This is like his third game-winning goal in these playoffs alone as Matthew Kachuk sends the Panthers into the Stanley Cup Finals and sweeps the Hurricanes as the Panthers win last night 4-3. to mm-hmm. three. So he had a couple of goals last night, Dick Kachuk, and Barbarovsky, man, he was uh, good again, even though he gave up three goals, but 36 saves. So And Travis hated every minute yep, of it. Hated every minute of it, and of course they would score at the uh, very last second there. So, <sighs> well, I'll be uh, cheering for the uh, Knights in the finals, even though uh, Fitz will be obnoxious. Mm-hmm. How many games have he watched the Golden Knights this year? I heard him talk about it yesterday, and that annoyed me. There's, like, nothing worse than someone that doesn't follow a team and then just all of a sudden is excited. Oh, because Vegas is his team because he cheers for the Raiders there. I so I don't know who I'm going to root for. I was going to say, why are you looking at me and the Kraken? Oh, you're <laughs> fine. You're not as annoying. <laughs> And the, the Kraken, they're the, they're the underdog. They've only been around yeah. for two years, so I don't mind that. Is it who, – who would you – you don't know who you're rooting for. Are you just rooting for seven games and an epic final? Yeah. Would that make it better? Well, yeah, better than a sweep. If both of these end up in a sweep, that's kind of lame. Don't forget 
Florida was down 3-1 to Boston. I know. Yeah, and they've, and they've taken down. They've been 11 one since. Yeah, they've taken, taken down the top seeds along the way. Like, Boston, you're the best team in hockey this year. You can finish them off and avoid this. Mm-hmm. Nope. Right. Nope. Not to be. And <sighs> Panthers await the start of the uh, Stanley Cup Finals, and we'll see if the Stars can stay alive in Game 4. Knights up 3-0 here in this series, and we'll see if we'll be talking about the Stanley Cup Finals being set yeah. tomorrow. If not, uh, Game Five would be on Saturday. There, so as the series would go back to Vegas. You know, Florida is just sitting there saying, "Guys, play seven. Yeah, kind of like the Nuggets. Guys, Rest up. Play seven. <laughs> Keep going. Exactly. There's no bigger fan of Boston right now than Jokic. Yeah, no. Not absolutely. Getting so, all rested. Yep, I would say get as much rest as you uh, possibly can there. So, hey, uh, speaking of Fitz's Raiders, Jimmy Garoppolo just came out today that uh, he had foot surgery apparently a couple months ago, so he may not be ready for the start of the season. Mm, of course not. Foot surgery. Jimmy G. For Jimmy G. Went through a procedure in March. Jimmy G, of course he's injured. So after he signs that contract, he gets foot surgery. Did Maybe, they know? I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not. Because you just heard about it today. Yep. So maybe no one else knew about it. Maybe. But all right. So I think that's uh, all I had to uh, run through here. Yeah. Is there anything on? Uh, did you make up Sports Center today? I did. You forgot that. I forgot. Have a, I forgot. So, radio show. We'll, we'll, we'll go through this. <laughs> All right. I can't let your hard work I know. go unnoticed. Uh, copy and so. pasting. Uh, the Chicago Fire FC are moving on in the U.S. Open Cup. They beat Austin FC 2-0 in the round of 16 at Q2 Stadium yesterday. Chicago moves on to the U.S. Open quarterfinal against Houston on June 6th. Fire return to MLS play Saturday when they visit New England. So there is that. Uh, a former Bears player isn't giving a glowing review of his old team. Running back David Montgomery said in a YouTube video that playing with the Bears and losing a lot of games, quote, sucked the fun out of the game, end quote. Montgomery spent his first four seasons of his career with Chicago before signing with Detroit this offseason. Because, yeah, going to a place you don't want to lose, let's go to Detroit. <laughs> right. Uh, I don't know if I like that, Travis. David Montgomery bad from the Bears. Yeah. Like, I get it, but... Yeah, well, he'll have some payback in the season. Or the Bears will. One of the two. I think so. Uh, police say John Morant is fine. After doing a welfare check on the NBA star, TMZ Sports reports that Morant is just taking a break from social media. He made mysterious social media posts sharing photos of his mom, father, and daughter and captioned it simply, Bye. Then the posts were deleted. This all comes after Morant was seen brandishing a gun on video twice in three months. Travis, what is going on with this guy? Right. Yeah, that was probably not a good thing to uh, post. I was just getting off of social media. Um, don't post that. Don't post it like that. It's fine if you want to take a break from social media, but you should probably explain it better than that. Because would, that did look Yeah, bad. very bad. I, I, I would make a reference to someone else that we both know who's kind of done something like this, not in our personal life, but an entertainer. And all I'm going to say is, John Morant, go eat your grapes. Eat your grapes. Go eat your grapes. Hmm. 
Yeah, I think it's a good idea to go off social media for a while. Yes. From... Kyrie Irving may be on the move again this offseason. The free agent point guard said on social media Wednesday that he is in, quote, no rush to make a decision, end quote, on where he will continue his playing career. Irving has been linked to the Lakers, among other teams, as a potential splash free agent signing this summer. 31-year-old played 20 games for the Dallas Mavericks last season after a midseason trade from the Nets. Irving's averaged 27 points, 5 rebounds, and 6 assists during a short stint with Dallas, and he knocked him out of the playoffs. And he also took to a social media the other day. I think this was on Instagram Live. That we should stop talking about him and where he's going to go. Oh, sorry. Yes, he did not like that about people speculating where oh. he's going to go next season. Well, he's taking his time because he wants to see if LeBron's retiring or not. Right. Okay, you want us to stop talking about you? Then don't sit front row courtside yeah. at the Western Conference Finals, dapping it up with LeBron and yeah. talking to A Rod. Like, yeah. if you want to, if you go out of the limelight, don't yep. sit front row yep. and go to games that you're not even involved in. Yep. Whatever. <sighs> Get out of here, Kyrie. Get out of here, Kyrie. Jeez. Um, the F. Oakland Athletics are reaching a deal with Nevada State and local officials on a stadium funding plan. The team in the state announced a tentative agreement on Wednesday as the sides look to move forward with a $1.5 billion ballpark in Las Vegas. The agreement still needs approval from the state Senate and Assembly as it will be introduced into the Nevada legislature as a funding bill. The A's didn't specify how much money they are seeking in public funding, but said the project includes, quote, the most private investment of any stadium in Major League Baseball. Hmm. Um, Kentucky Derby winner Fushashi Pegasus has died. The 2000 Derby winner was euthanized Tuesday due to infirmities of old age. Fupeg, as he was affectionately known, was sold at, for $4 million as a yearling, the highest paid at auction for an eventual Kentucky Derby winner. Trained by Neil Drysdale, Fuchi Pegasus won the San Felipe Stakes and the Wood Memorial Stakes for winning the Derby as the favorite. He finished second in the Preakness. Fupeg went on to sire six champions worldwide. Hmm. And Travis. Yes. The Ravens are looking to take better care of their most valuable asset. Following Wednesday's OTA, quarterback Lamar Jackson said the offense under new coordinator Todd Monken will feature less running and more throwing. Jackson also confirmed that his rushing attempts will be scaled back this year. The 26-year-old has run for 4,437 yards through his first five seasons of his career, which is the most by any quarterback in NFL history. Head coach John Harbaugh decided to hold out Jackson from team drills with the intention of ramping him up moving forward. Jackson became the league's highest-paid player during the offseason after signing a deal that pays him $52 million per season. Travis, mm. yes. did they pay Lamar Jackson $52 million for his arm? Uh, no, not really. No, not really. I've said on this show before, I'll say it again, Lamar's not a quarterback. Now, part of that is the talent around him. He has no wide receivers. At all. There's uh, Oh, Del Beckham Jr. says hello. This year, yes. But I'm saying in the years past. Yeah. He hasn't had a whole lot I mean, of wide receiving talent. A, yeah. I mean, he hasn't had the household names or anything right. like that, but they they have been talented. But when he won his MVP, it wasn't because he threw the most. Yeah, they were the best rushing attack. They were the best rushing attack. So now you're saying, oh, he's not going to run. Right, yeah. I don't necessarily agree that it should be not running at all. It probably should be less running to 
kind of maintain his health and keep him upright. But um, I don't think he should just completely cut out a strong part of his game. So This is going to be the worst investment by a Ravens franchise since they moved to Baltimore. Mm. Because they just paid him this money, and now you're totally trying to change the quarterback Lamar Jackson is. Like, accept him for what he is. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're paying him for. Now it's like you, you paid him the money that he wanted, and now you're going, whoa, 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 whoa. All right, we paid you, but now you're going to completely change how you play quarterback, and we don't want you to run anymore because we want you to stay healthy for us. Mm-hmm. That's not why you paid him. You paid him for what he brings to you, not what you think he can be. Right. It's kind of like a, a, a good girl dating a bad boy. Well, I can change him. I see, I see what he could become. That's not who you're dating. You're not dating who you want them to become. You're dating the person you're with. That's the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. You could become a great pocket passer, Lamar. That's not who he is. It's who you envision him to be. It's who you want him to be. That's not who he is. Yeah. You're contemplating that analogy right now. You're looking <laughs> yeah. at it. Yeah, I was like, oh, I wonder where he's going with this. And then girls Makes dating sense, bad right? boys. Right. Makes <laughs> sense. So oh, mark my words, Travis. Lamar Jackson will not finish in the top 10 of the MVP. And the Ravens will not have a winning record. Hmm. I mean, the AFC is stacked, but I think they get. Eh, I think they'll at least get a winning record. Not with him not running. Yeah, we'll see if they uh, they change course on. I think after zero and three start, and I don't even have their schedule in front of me. Zero and three start, they go back on their words and say we're going to have Lamar go back to running. Well, they start off the season with Houston, and that's probably a win. Uh, Cincinnati, I'll give you that. That could be a loss. And then they have the Colts in week three. So not exactly uh, murder's road no, to start off the season. No, they're playing two rookie quarterbacks their first out of their three weeks. I don't want to yeah, hear it. And yeah. those Houston and Indy games are at Baltimore. So oh, <laughs> They're going to come out instead after a 3-0 and start and go, look at, we're geniuses. Lamar's healthy. Look at us. Yeah. We figured out the solution. It's like, yeah. no, you played two really bad teams. And, I mean, then they got Cleveland and Pittsburgh, and then they go to London to take on Tennessee. Which Cleveland and Pittsburgh are question marks at best. Right, yeah, uh, Pittsburgh. Hmm. I don't know who's going to be the starting quarterback. Pick it. When, didn't they just pay Trubisky or something? I don't know, but whenever someone stands up to Big Ben, you got to make him the quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. All right, Travis, you want some of uh, this day in sports history? Yeah, what happened in this day? All right, we got kind of a lot. On this day, Travis, back in 1935. Way back. Babe Ruth hit the final three homers of his career. Hmm. So that happened today. On this day back in 1965, Muhammad Ali knocked out Sonny Liston in round one. That's that iconic Muhammad Ali photo where he's standing over top of him. Yeah. That is that photo happened on this day back in 1965. Hmm. Wow. In 1975, on this day, the Warriors beat the Bullets 96-95 in a four-game sweep. It's the third title for the franchise, but the first since moving to California and would be their last till Steph Curry came. Hmm. 
Interesting. On this day back in 1994, after guaranteeing a victory, Mark Messier scored his fourth career playoff hat trick to lead the New York Rangers to a 4-2 win over the New Jersey Devils in Game 6 of the Eastern Conference Finals. Hmm. That's that famous shot where he's holding the title and holding the Stanley Cup and kind of shaking as he's... Yeah. yeah. I'm not a hockey fan, and I know that shot. Yeah, it's yep. uh, iconic. Uh, on this day in 2002, the Boston Celtics erased a 21-point deficit in the fourth quarter in Game 3 of the Eastern Conference Finals to defeat the Nets 94-90. It's tied for the largest comeback entering the fourth quarter in NBA playoff history. On this day in 2013, in a race that featured a record 69 lead changes, Tony Kanaan won his first Indy 500 in his 12th try. He'll be making his final IndyCar start this weekend in the Indy 500. And finally, on this day back in 2019, behind 27 points and 17 rebounds from Kawhi Leonard, the Raptors beat the Bucks in Game 6 of the Eastern Conference Finals to clinch their first trip to the NBA Finals. Mm. NBA Finals. Yep, NBA Finals for the Bucks. Yep. All right, so that's uh, this date in the sports history. Some iconic videos, iconic uh, photos as well. So... I think that will wrap it up uh, for uh, today. So uh, we're going to get on out of here. Short little pod for you today. We'll be back for our normal program uh, tomorrow, of course. Get you set for the uh, Memorial Day weekend with the uh, sporting events of baseball. And we'll see if there's any transition period between the uh, Stanley Cup Finals and the NBA Finals. So maybe not a lot of sports happening this week besides this weekend besides baseball and the Indy 500 and of course racing this weekend because of Sunday oh my goodness it's like huge day for racing the uh, F1 race the NASCAR race and the Indy 500 so a lot of things happening so uh, we'll have some entertainment I'm sure on those and we'll be doing our NASCAR pick em game as well regular format tomorrow for the uh, pick em game and regular format for the starting lineup as well Until then, thanks for listening. Uh, Thanks for downloading, and we'll holler at you tomorrow. Peace.